We're glad you're listening to Rama for Today. How many of you ever walked in your church building late at night? There's no electricity there. There's nothing. Am I correct? And you know, you try there, you're trying to pray a little bit and you, you hear creaks and pops and doors opening and how many know what I'm talking about? Because see, there's no glory residing there. It does not reside in steel and brick and sheetrock and mortar and cloth of carpet. It resides in us. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth Hagin continues his teaching on God's greater glory. Find out more next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth Hagin for today's message. Yesterday, I uh, talked about the greater glory, and uh, I went back into the book of Haggai, and uh, it says in chapter 2, there's only two chapters, about 30 some odd verses, 38 verses, I believe, in the whole, uh, whole book of Haggai. I read from the ninth verse of the second chapter, the glory of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord God Almighty. And in this place, I will grant peace, declares the Lord God Almighty. Now, this prophet was a contemporary of Zechariah. And there's five messages in the book of Haggai. They had been back from captivity for 16 years. They had built their houses. They had built the walls of the city. But they had neglected to rebuild the temple of God. If you go to the first chapter, actually the whole book is divided into five messages. The first message here is a message of rebuke. The second message is a message of encouragement. And then the third message is of encouragement of the future glory of the temple. Then the, uh, the fourth is the second message of rebuke. He rebukes them again. And then the fifth message is a message of encouragement again. But right here in this first chapter, he begins to talk to the people. And he says... In verse number two, this is what the Lord Almighty says. These people say, the time has not yet come for the Lord's house to be built. Then the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai. Is it a time for you yourselves to be living in your paneled houses while this house, speaking of the house of God, remains in ruins? Now this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. You have planted much, but you've harvested little. You eat, but never have enough. You drink, but never have your fill. You put on clothes, but they are worn. You earn wages only to put them in purses with holes in them. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. Go up to the mountain and bring down the timber and build the house so that I may take pleasure in it and be honored, says the Lord. You expected much, but you see it turned out to be little. What you brought home, I blew away. Why, declares the Lord Almighty, because of my house, which remains a ruin, while each of you is busy with his own house. 
And then let's turn over to 2 Corinthians and uh, read verses 7 and 8 of the third division. Now, if the ministry that brought death, which was engraved in letters on stone, came with glory, so that the Israelites could not look steadfastly on the face of Moses because of, of its glory, fading though it was, will not the ministry of the Spirit even more glorious? And let's go on reading here in verse 9. If the ministry that condemns men is glorious, how much more glorious is the ministry that brings righteousness? For what was glorious has no glory now in comparison with the surpassing glory. And if what was fading away came with glory, how much greater is the glory that lasts? Now, we talked about yesterday the fact that we need the glory of God in a greater measure than ever before. We talked about a greater manifestation. We talked about the fact that these people did not rebuild the temple. And then we went into the fact that the temple now is us. This is the house that we need to take care of and we're going to get the greater glory. And when we all come together like we are now, then we bring the glory of God into a building that was dedicated for that purpose. The glory does not reside in this building. If you want to be in one of the most eerie feeling places in all of your life, walk through your church auditorium at 3 o'clock in the morning and there's nobody but you walking through there. You do not feel the electricity that we feel now. I can walk, you, you can come and walk through this building by yourself. No, well, it'll be locked, but I could because I got a key. <laughs> and it's an eerie feeling. I've been there. How many of you ever walked in your church building late at night? There's no electricity there. There's nothing. Am I correct? And you know, you try there, you're trying to pray a little bit and you, you hear creaks and pops and doors opening and how many know what I'm talking about? Because, see, there's no glory residing there. It does not reside in steel and brick and sheetrock and mortar and cloth of carpet. It resides in us. Now, I want to talk about keys to greater glory. If we ever need greater glory, we need it today. We must realize that there are certain things that we do to cause the glory of God to be manifest or not to be manifest. I want us to look into the Old Testament here for just a moment and see in the Old Testament there were only moments of the glory being manifested. It only happened at certain times because the Spirit did not dwell within the people it dwelled upon the people or upon certain people, prophet, priest, and king. And the Spirit of God dwelt in the holies of holies in the Mosaic Tabernacle and in Solomon's temple. That's where the glory dwelt. And occasionally 
it was manifested upon the people at certain times. In the Old Testament, you can read that. You can see how this happens, and we'll read about those in, uh, in just a moment. I want to go and read those scriptures. But uh, it was manifested during the time of Moses, during the time of Solomon. It was when it was manifested in the Old Testament, when the glory was there and the glory cloud and so forth, we talked about that yesterday. When it was there, it was a sign of God's approval. It was a time of revelation and it was a time of change. That is why we need the glory of God in our lives today. We need the approval of God upon us. We need the revelation of God. And we need to change with the power of God so that we might manifest the power of God to the world and let them know that the greater glory is here. Now, as we look into the New Testament, we see that this glory is continuous because it is inside of us. It's just not happening at different times. You see, I think maybe we've drifted away from the real New Testament living and think it unusual when we have a move of the Spirit of God. See, it should be the norm to have a continuous move when we come together as corporate believers and also in our personal lives, it should not be unusual to have the glory of God moving with us. But it has become not the normal thing. And when it begins to happen, everybody thinks it's unusual. It's a sad day when we look around and we see nothing but sweat and toil. It's a dark day indeed when we see only what the people did and not what God's doing. When we get in the glory of God, that is when he will do what we cannot do. That's when the impossible will begin to be manifest. Everybody talks about the impossible. When it's impossible with man, it's possible with God. Yes, it is possible with God. But I want to tell you something. It's only possible with God when you are in line with the Word of God and you are in line with the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of God is dwelling within you. Then the greater glory can come and the impossible can happen. Are you ready for the greater glory? It's time for us to quit playing our religious games and begin to focus upon the reality of the glory of God as we usher in the last days and the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find out more from our online bookstore with great materials from Kenneth E. Hagan and Pastor Hagan and the rest of the Hagan family. 
I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. The first is Kenneth E. Hagen's slimline book entitled Casting Your Cares on the Lord. Next is Kenneth Hagen's CD entitled The Prison Doors Are Open. Also, Kenneth Hagen's book How to Live Worry Free. And last but not least, Lynette Hagen's CD Do I Really Have to Forgive? All these resources are for the special price of $25. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. February, Winter Bible Seminar and Homecoming. Rainbow Homecoming, February 19th through the 24th. Yes. That's Sunday through a Friday. You can go to rhema.org slash WBS and register right now. That's right. Put this on your calendar. Mark your time out right now. Get, Get everything in order where you can come. This is one of the greatest... Meetings, meetings of the year. that we have That's is our right. winter Bible seminar. There's two meetings we have here on campus, and that is winter Bible seminar in February, and camp meeting in July. Those yes. are two great conferences that you need to come to. So go ahead and make all your plans and get yourself ready to come to the homecoming and that's for all you Rama grads and then winter Bible seminar for for everybody, everybody. all of our partners, all of our friends. Tomorrow on Rama for today, we'll continue Kenneth Hagen's life changing teaching. That's next time on Rama for today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.